It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Today, we have with us the beautiful and wonderful Carolyn Melnick. She is a gifted teacher, spiritual coach, and intuitive who has always known that there was more to life than which could be seen, understood, or touched. She's a professional educator with a Bachelor of Education and... uh, I don't know what MA stands for. (laughs) Master of Arts. (laughs) Master of Arts uh, with over 25 years of experience um, as uh, an intuitive coach, a spring force Qigong trainer and healer and a shaman. Over the years, she has guided many individuals to transform their lives using Qigong and a deeper understanding of the nature of thought. You know, this guidance has helped others deal with stress, anxiety, and a major illness, grief, and being overwhelmed by life. Whew. That is um, that is quite uh, quite a mouthful. You definitely didn't waste your life. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so oh, cool. I, I guess I didn't. <laughs> well, not to mention, um, you know, what it doesn't say on there is how much you have traveled and been to like corners of the world that most people would avoid right? That's right. And it also doesn't say on there that you're an amazing storyteller, writer. <laughs> I, I get, you know, it, it can get too long. It's like all these things that, uh, <laughs> that, that uh, expands your, your bio. And, um, but yeah, I, I have traveled a lot. I, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've basically hit uh, five of the six continents. Uh, been in over 80 countries and um, I lived on several continents as well so um, I I used to call myself a global gypsy I've I've this gypsy has settled down a bit since uh, 2009 but for 30 years I just wandered the globe um, working as an international educator and not an international educator sometimes I took year-long breaks or two-year-long breaks and just put my backpack on and just went Honestly, that made me tear up. I don't even know why. That is so cool. I like, I like, t- <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> uh, yes. And as a mother that freaks the crap out of me, if this is inspiring you, my daughter. <laughs> inspiring. That is amazing. That's amazing. I will tell you that uh, um, my, uh, I'm, I'm quite equal in age to my nieces and nephews, right? And uh, my oldest niece is just a, a few years younger than I am. And when uh, um, when her brother decided that he wanted to follow his aunt, uh, it freaked out my whole family. <laughs> but he didn't do it to the same extent that I did. <laughs> well, everyone wants an amazing story, so. Well, yeah, well, if, if it's an inspiration, like for me, it, it's more about stepping out of your comfort zone, taking just taking a step because over the years, I've had so many people tell me that I'm brave, I'm courageous. I don't feel I'm brave. I don't feel I'm courageous. I just to always took the next step. 
and tried. You no, know, and and I listened to my inner voice. I listened to that voice within me, that uh, that I started to hear when I was fifteen. Like I heard a voice loud and clear, uh, fifteen mm. or sixteen, can't quite remember, but a voice loud and clear that told me I was going to live and work overseas, and I knew it without a doubt. You know, and I have to I have to tell everybody that that was during the you know the the, the late early seventies early late sixties and no I wasn't on any substances it was just I was it was just sitting outside in the garden and um, and and I just followed that and it was interesting because um, as I kept that as my focus doors began to open and this is where my learning came in to help others is that when we listen to that. You know, I do courses now called Guided by the by Insight because I've always been guided by insight. If I feel a pull to do something, um, and I for me it's not bravery; it's just following that pull to do something. You 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 take the steps, and one step leads to another step, leads to another step, leads to another step. And for me, it became you know thirty years of steps. Right, and uh, you know your uh, your sharing of you just knew without a shadow of a doubt that you were just going to travel the world. And, you know, one of uh, the clearest moments that I had that I can remember at this moment, you know, there's many moments, there, there can be many moments like that, where you, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, like that, I guess that uh, I would call that faith, mm -hmm. like absolute faith is that actually when, uh, when I had my daughter, I met you, I met Amaja, you know, I knew my circumstances were not perfect. I wasn't, like, you know, head over heels in love, you know, with your, your bio dad and things were not awesome between the two of us. I wasn't, I was making a very low wage job. I had some debt that I had and I just knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I would be okay. Have this, have, have your, have your, have your child. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that, that feeling it, because when, when it's right, you yeah. can, you feel it in your body. And this is what I, you know, like I share with so many people is that you really, we really need to listen to our body because if you were sitting there and you're going, should I do this? Should I do that? Maybe this, maybe that, what if, what if, then it's not right mm -hmm. because there's too much doubt and you've got constriction in your body. But when it's that moment and you go, yeah. And you feel your body just lighten up. It's a lightness. It's a, it's a joy that comes out and you just, yeah, it's, it's just a whole different feeling. So I know for myself that whenever I start getting into too many questions in up here, you know, about something, leave it alone, just leave it alone and, and see what happens. And if it's meant to happen, it will come about and you'll feel good about it. But if it's not meant to happen, let it go. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, things that just, uh, as you're, as you're saying that one of the things that come up because the nature, uh, you know, of the theme of, you know, us being here is because, you know, cash smart for life, mm -hmm. you know, this is a program, um, that Amaji and I, uh, you know, are bringing to the world and, you know, as you know, for your ex life experience, traveling over 30 different countries, living you know, living and immersing yourself in different cultures, right? Like, imagine I've only known North America, right? Yeah. And what that's like here. But there's nothing like immersing yourself in so many different places, having conversations with people from 
you know, many other parts of the world. And so I'm just curious, like, you know, over the past 30 years, you know, what, what's kind of like your overall feeling and feeling about money and the, the philosophy you have around money. That's what I'm curious about. It's definitely shifted and changed over the years, <laughs> you know, like everything else, every, we, we don't stay, we're not, we don't stay stable. We don't stay stationary. We grow, we, we, we progress, we regress, you know, we have all those cycles in life. And, um, um, you know, when I left Canada in 1983, uh, I had a career. I, I, I was, pref- I was an educator. Um, and if I had stayed in Canada, I would have uh, had what, Canadians call security, right? Um, and I chose a different path, you know, like I chose to go overseas. My very first job was with um, um, an aid agency in Canada with CUSO. And I was a volunteer and I was making a, a, um, a local teacher's salary, which is kind of the equivalent equivalent at that time, about four or $500 a month and not paid in hard currency. <laughs> okay, paid in Nairo that you can't spend anywhere else in the world, right? Um, but you know, during that particular time, like I've always believed that I will always be taken care of financially. Um, I will always be, all my needs will always be taken care of. Even in my darkest moments, I still knew I would be taken care of. And, um, so my early years of, of living overseas, I just trusted. And I, I tell people today that, you know, when I lived in Nigeria on that nothing salary, I went to, I went to Kenya twice. I went to Togo and I went to the UK. I have no memory of where that money came from. <laughs> you know, I don't remember how I got the money, the, the hard currency to, to go to these places. So, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's an element of trust in my life. Um, and as I progressed a little bit further and got more into the international schools, um, then, uh, you know, I started to be a little bit more cautious about um, savings, that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, I started to, I met a financial advisor and, and did some investments and those kinds of things. So over the years, I've, I've done that. To me, money has just been, it's been easy. It's been an easy flow. Uh, I, there are times when I've gotten really close to not having any, you know, I, uh, after, a, after a year of backpacking from uh, Nigeria all the way to Thailand, uh, at the end of the year, I was down to uh, about 150 bucks. Uh, yes, I had a credit card. I could have bought a ticket home. Yes, I did. I, my credit card was always my insurance policy. It was not for goods. It was not for anything. For me, it was my insurance policy. And so, but you know, like the night my friend, the lady I was traveling with, she went back to Canada and that night we were walking down the street in Bangkok. I look up and it said, teacher wanted. And I walked in and he says, can you start tomorrow? And I said, no, I can't start tomorrow. I'm taking my friend to the airport. I'll start the next day. (laughs) Okay. So, and, and within six months, oh no, 10 months after 10 months uh, in, in Thailand and and working (laughs) semi-illegally. All right. Give him a bits and pieces of my story <laughs> semi-illegally i left i left uh, thailand with six thousand dollars in my pocket u.s mm-hmm. okay so you know like there's been different parts of my life where i've had security i've had those things that people call security um, because secure there is no security in life 
it can be pulled out from under us really quick. And I know that experience as well, too. So, um, you know, over the years, all this transpired. And then coming back to Canada, it, uh, you know, I came back to Canada. I did, and in 2004, I left my career. I left my uh, so-called uh, beautiful job and everything else, too much to my, uh, my family's chagrin, like, what the hell are you doing now? <laughs> Uh, and I took off to Peru, and that's when I started work with shamans. And I, and again, this in, this insight, this what I call an insight, uh, led me to start a little company where I was uh, leading spiritual tours, and I was living off the spiritual tours, and as well as the money that I saved. Okay, so then I get you know, bring me to, back to Canada in two thousand nine. Again, I got a job kind of just happened like it just happens to me I, I don't know um, and then the great thing was I was in a place where I needed some financial advice and uh, at a meeting I, your holistic earth meeting uh, there who should show up but Winnie um, and it, all she gave was a 15 minute talk and it was interesting because I had been talking to other financial advisors at that particular time but it nothing felt 100% right. But in that 15 minutes, there was something and I, I have no idea what it was at the moment. But there was something that you said, Winnie, that went, I have to talk to this lady. Mm -hmm. And that has changed my view of finances that has changed my view of life. I've never liked the so called uh, banks or, you know, uh, certain things because yeah, <laughs> many reasons, many reasons. But you know, like, it seems like it there's no winning with a bank, there's no, there's no gaining with the with the traditional uh, forms of uh, the financial forms. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't even need to go down that road. There's much evidence already that people can find every day. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm glad because you know, since then, we've had many conversations. But you know, just purely from the standpoint of, you know, I like, uh, well, I'm, I'm also curious, imagine, you know, as you're listening to all of this, I'm curious about your perspective as you're listening to, um, you know, Carolyn's life experience up to this point. Um, what comes up for you? Um, just that I feel like the more podcasts you and me do or anything, I'm just gaining like so much insight into different women's um, just lives and all that and I don't know I'm definitely getting excited I'm actually getting quite emotional <laughs> this is really I think that you lived like an amazing life and then hearing about everyone's financial stories because everybody's financial story is so different and everyone's view on money is completely different like all my peers around me around the same age everybody has a different view on money typically I think at my age people think that money's kind of like is like really like a hassle and kind of evil in a way like if you're if you're not the richest like young adult then you don't really like other people who are like super rich young adults like so everyone's view around money I just I'm really excited to learn and so far yours sounds like it's been pretty easy easy going so well I think what 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 I need to point out in this particular moment is the fact that um, you know, we're talk not talking about dollars and cents here. We're talking about the unseen energy around money that we're talking about, like 
just a sense of knowing that you're going to be taken care of right and it's like and it's not again not in this in the form of cents and dollars but you know sort of like the moment where oh you're walking around it's the day before your friend's leaving and you see a sign it says a teacher's wanted you know what i mean and then you get that you get that position which equates to access to to funds which means access to you know you know having the having the funds to exchange for whatever it is that you want to experience in life right um so there's that part and then inevitably though one of the things that is very also very inspiring as I speak with you um, is that you do walk, like you walk about your, your presence is empowered, right? Um, despite the fact, and this is maybe because you've lived everywhere in the world and your, uh, your sense of like not needing, knowing that you can have a very, like a very experienced rich life um, and not necessarily, uh, it, that doesn't mean that you had thousands of dollars sitting in your account. I mean, you had a, a lots of experience with very little money. But also, I know that, like you said, at the very beginning, things really change, like our, our philosophy around money really changes. And as I get uh, more mature in my experience with talking with people around money, right? it's been just over 10 years now, I find that um, you know, humans in the age category nearing 60 and 70, now, security, like you said, is it, you know, you've trained yourself to get to a place where, you know, there is no such thing as security. It's completely an illusion, mm -hmm. but it's not an illusion for a lot of people. And because it's not an illusion for a lot of people, it really creates this tension, this stress. And so, you know, for those that feel like they, you know, uh, that are in the, later age category there's a really heavy sense of you know ah, i should have i should have planned a lot sooner you know um well i didn't i didn't learn i didn't i didn't do this i didn't do that like so they're like all of a sudden it's like you know they're they're shitting all over themselves and um so yeah like so what would you i guess what oops there's me trying to keep us on track, but you know, I'm gonna go. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess the question is like, what, what, what could you offer uh, as a, you know, from peer to peer? In 2004, when I decided to um, leave my career, um, and I was sitting in a very, uh, very um, wonderful position, I was making a huge amount of money. Um, and there was, you know, like for, I could have stayed there for the unforeseeable future. And yet I wasn't content. And I knew that it was time for me to get out. That was the hardest decision I made because I went through the, a security crisis where I kept thinking, well, my gosh, like, okay, yes, I've got this amount of money in, in this and this and this and this, but I'm heading off. I don't know where I'm going, you know, and yet I also knew that behind me, I had all those years of experience that I, I could come back if I needed to. So I had that, that sort of little bit of a lifeline, but yet I did, I went through a real security crisis. And, and what amazed me is coming back to Canada, you know, because I lived in so many different places and a lot of them were third world countries or what 
we label as third world countries. Um, sometimes I, I don't agree with that at all. But, um, you know, uh, people in those countries, they don't worry about their old age. You know, they, they have families that take care of them. They, you know, that's what a family's for is the family takes care of them. And it's not a, you know, and they're seen as elders and they're respected and, and the rest of it. And I come back to Canada and all the people in my age group are, you know, they're, all they're thinking about is um, um, their pension. And it's such, a, it's such a, you know, like retirement. Um, the word retirement for me, my, my view of retirement is retire. I've never been tired. Why would I want to retire? Okay. <laughs> like, why would that, I want to get tired over and over and over again? Over and over again. That's how I view it. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's my view. Why would I want to retire? higher if i'm doing what i love i'm doing what excites me then i don't need to you know like then that need is gone but when i watch so many of my my peers you know people i went to school with that i reconnected with and stuff and there's so much fear there's so much fear around this not not having enough not having enough and yet in my in my view i you know it's that uh, but then again, I've had that inner knowing from the time I was young is that I know I will always be taken care of. And we are, if we allow ourselves to relax, if we allow ourselves to get beyond those fears, and it's not easy. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy. You know, I've had moments of fear. I've had moments of, you know, like I, I, I've lost everything twice and not by my choice. Okay. I let everything except in, in one case, everything except what I had on a, in a suitcase. Okay. So, you know, for, for about short, and again, it was one of those situations where in a short period of time, my world turned right around and I got a job and I kept going, but it's that trust and it's trusting in, it's trusting in something greater than ourselves. And it's that source within you. It's not something outside of you when you can trust that source within you. And that's what I call guided by insight. The insight comes from inside, that source of trust within you. You take the steps. You know, when I came back to Canada and, and I was caregiving for my sister at that, uh, in the first couple of years I was back and it was very challenging and very difficult. And I knew I needed to get out of the house a little bit. So I started to look for a job. Like I, you know, I, I had a couple of interviews. I knew what I didn't want to do <laughs> right I didn't want to get back into tr traditional teaching as a high school teacher and yes I interviewed for a couple places and I thought no I don't want to do that and yet I so I let it go again I don't you don't force it you don't force you don't try to you don't push the envelope is what I say or push the wall because it's a wall um a friend of mine came in from Vancouver where we were sitting outside where she was having a smoke sitting on the curb talking outside her sister's place and she goes Oh, you're looking for a job? And I said, yeah. I said, yeah, I'd like something to do, you know, in the evening so I can get out of the house. She's okay, let's go back upstairs and talk to my sister. That's mm -hmm. how I got in the, the link program that I'm in right now. Her sister guided me, like she was on medical leave, but she says, here's all the information, contact these people. I will give you a recommendation. Um. A month later, I had a job like this is all this has been the pattern of my life because it's trust. It's trust in that, 
you know, we are connected to this, this infinite universe. We're connected to everything, everything, not just this little tiny itty bitty planet in the whole universe. We are, we are connected to the entire bit of creation, everything. We have all that wisdom from the beginning of whenever to now within us. And when we can, we can stop the noise in our head and our should-haves and our want-tos and I don't like and I like and I think I have to, if we take all of that messiness out of it and, and just go still, you can never stop your thinking. Don't ever try. That's, not, that's a waste of time and energy. All right, but you can, you can still it. You can make it so that it's like white noise back here. All right, so when you get into that stillness, you know what to do. You know what to do. And sometimes you take, take one tiny step out of your fear, one step behind that wall of fear, and things will open up for you. Mm -hmm. But it's taking love the first little step beyond that, that wall of fear. And yeah, I've had walls of fear. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not a guru. I'm not, a, I'm not perfect. I, I, and I still have moments, but they, but my fear lasts, you know, about that long now. I love it so much. I imagine, I feel like you're going to say something. Well, all this is making me just come back. You're taking, talking about taking little steps. Whereas like my mom always just taught me to just try. So that's what I kind of Same do thing. the first little step. So even now being 21, the one thing that I do a lot that I actually realize most people don't do is just try. You just have to try. So then for me, the more things you try, the more capable you feel. And for me at my age, feeling capable feels, I don't know, capability is something I definitely feel like I have a lot at my age. So now it's try, capable, trust. So trust is like the third step of like just trusting that you now know that you're super capable and that everything will come to you. And so now it's try capable trust for me now okay i i'm sorry that word is driving me bonkers that word try because you know okay sorry complete sidestep well, okay i know that you attempt because try not know are like cancellation words remember so? i think try attempt. is like a great one i attempt. Hey, let, okay. me, let me attempt. put it this way for you okay if I put a hundred dollar bill in front of you right now. And I say, it's yours. All you have to do is pick it up. Are you going to try to pick it up? Or are you going to just going to bend down and pick that thing up? See, my mom always said, when I said try to, she's like, no, you don't try. You just do. So I do get where that's making her bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Just remember that hundred dollar bill lying on the floor. You know, are you going to, are you just going to leave it? Are you going to try? Or are you just going to, you know, I'm just like do. I'm just, just gonna pick do. that, pick it up and go shopping. <laughs> oh, I can't go just shopping with that money. <laughs> My mom would never let me. <laughs> we do a portion of it, not all of it though. No, well, however, however you're going to, however you're going to use it. But you yeah. know, like that's, you know, like trying to me, try, like, I, I agree with your mom that the word try, we use try too much. I hear like a lot of the people that I, that I mentor and then I coach, um, they're saying, I, I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm saying, stop trying. Just, just, just stop trying. Mm -hmm. Because trying, trying puts up a wall. 
It puts yeah. up a wall. It puts up a mental wall. Every thought within us is so powerful. And that one, that one can be, it can be a trap. It can be a trap mm -hmm. because we get stuck in it. We get stuck in the trying instead of the doing, you know, just do take a step. There's only two, there's only two answers to life. Yes. And no, nothing in between. Yeah. And not, and not to take away from the original point. I mean, mm -hmm. I got nitpicky on the word, um, you know, but to, you know, to come back to what you were saying, uh, Amaja, as to, you know, just attempt, move forward, take a, take a chance in. Take a step. Yeah, take a step is, is really what you were attempting to say. Um, and I like your progress. Take a step, yeah. see what it happens, trust. And I'm yeah. I love that you've added the word trust to it now because, you know, the trust part is, is so powerful. I really, yeah, I, I really feel like I definitely trust myself because I feel like I am so capable. So once you feel capable, you're just like, I could do this. I could really take on anything. It's good. So trust is, yeah, definitely something I'll always be working on. But yeah, I feel so now, for mm -hmm. And we might have to like cut this particular session up into like a few different subject matters. It like it almost feels like. <laughs> ranting um, it. Well, because there's so many things that we covered here. We covered perspective faith like the energy of all that and now i can't like you know i can't help but want to dig into this conversation just a little bit more you know a part of where it's it's leading me just in that sheer desire of wanting to also know as it relates to our not just the relationship we have with money but then when we get into um a relationship with someone else like when we're cohabitating you know, with, in partnership with someone, right? Mm -hmm. I lost, when, when I started living out on my own, it was great. Um, you know, I was with Imagine's bio dad for, you know, three years in total, only about one year after she was born. And then I was single for, you know, a couple of years in between and managing, managing that. Then I, I brought Imagine's dad into her world uh, who's a wonderful, wonderful dad. And so, so grateful. I know she's grateful. I'm grateful that, and even though we're no longer together, um, you know, that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The it, part of the interesting journey that I have with Amaja's dad is that, you know, somewhere in between, even though I had like all this life experience of living on my own prior to meeting with him, you know, uh, you know, for over 11 years. Oh yeah. i you know, I can take care of my daughter. I can take care of me. No problem. And then when I got into partnership, it was like, and I was with him for about 10 years. I had lost faith in my own ability to, to, to know. It's like, I, there was a part of me when, when things weren't going so well, you know, I kept thinking, oh, I, you know, I, I don't think I could do this. I don't think I can do this on my own. Like, you know, our living expenses have gone up. I don't know if I can look after her. I don't look at if I can look after me, you know, and then I know that I'm not the only person. It doesn't, it doesn't regardless of me being a woman or not, I know that there's some like man and woman can feel this way, can end up feeling this way in a partnership where they feel like they, they couldn't survive if they didn't have the other person. And so they end up inevitably staying in a relationship a lot longer, maybe. You know, mm -hmm. I also know that there are some women who end up, women or men, I guess, 
right? Who end up staying in, in um, even physically abusive relationships, emotionally abusive relationships because of their, um, I think mainly out of due to survival and money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure what, you know, what life experience or what you, what you maybe have witnessed um, for you, Carolyn. Um, I, I've seen that in, um, in my, in my circle of friends and family and, um, I was married, um, but very, very young in my life. And I, it didn't last very long because, um, I, I, my vision was too big. (laughs) My vision was too big for the person that I married. And, and I knew that even though that we didn't have any really issues, my, the issue was me because, um, the narrow the the world was too narrow for me um and i was blessed because when i left i did have a career i had a job i had you know i was a a qualified teacher um and when i left i left without um all i asked from my ex-husband was to make sure that um, my student loan was paid for nothing else i didn't i didn't want any of his money i didn't want i wanted to start fresh Mm. but that was that i was i was young I was at the beginning of my career. So it's a whole different scenario. But I do know that, you know, like even going back to a weekend, I can say that you can relate that to uh, being stuck in a, what, what I would call stuck in a marriage or, or not being able to move out of a, a marriage or having those fears of stepping out on your own. That's the same thing we, we attach to work, to jobs. People stay in jobs that they absolutely despise. And, you know, it's detrimental on them emotionally, mentally, physically. And they're, but because it's a fear of, well, I don't know if I'm going to get a job. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know. And it comes back down to that lack of trust within ourselves. And, and it's something that, that is, you know, it, it's not always easy. It's not always easy to see. Um, but it's, it's what uh, part of my mentorship and talking about people understanding the, the, um, understanding thought okay most of our thinking is an illusion most of our thinking if we can get beyond those um those uh programs that we have in our head and i'm not even going to call them beliefs because they are programs we come into this world like i was born in canada you're born in canada we come into a a a perfectly made society that's going to warp that's going to change that that we have to fit into if you were born in india you're born into that society that society you got to fit into so we come in and you know we come in in a way of a a little bit of a disadvantage because we 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 immediately from the moment we are born we are conditioned so it's all this what i call preconditioning so it's stepping beyond that preconditioning. You know, a lot of times people won't step out of a marriage or won't step out of a job because they're afraid of looking as a failure. They're afraid of, um, you know, what, what are people going to think? Um, you know, it's, I think it's easier today to leave a relationship than it was when I left my relationship in the 70s. Uh, it, was, it was a little bit of a stigma. And it was, you know, like it was, uh, I, I thought it took me two years. I was ready. It took me two years before I made that agreement. And yet I didn't, I wasn't in a difficult situation. Mm. So I think it's, you know, when we can understand how our thinking works, we can make changes. 
And if you know that most of the time, if you really pay attention to your thoughts, you'll have one, thoughts just come in, you'll have one, then the next one, then the next one, then the next one, then the next one. And, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to think, I, I think it's Lao Tzu that basically, or uh, maybe it's Lao Tzu that said, basically says that you don't have to invite the thoughts in for tea, you know, let them go. And that's when, when you can start to uh, be aware of what your thinking is. So really it's the unrecognized thoughts that cause us a lot of difficulty. And that's what I do in my programs is I get people to start paying attention to their unrecognized thoughts. Mm -hmm. And when they see that all of a sudden there's this moment of insight, what I call insight. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And then, then they say, yes, okay, I see that now I can do this. And it's small steps. It's again, it's small steps. I mean, I've been, I've been, um, I've been on this, I guess, a spiritual quest all my life, but um, I've spent almost 30, almost 25, 30 years watching my thoughts because I was in a period of, I went through a period of about, I don't know, five, six years of really serious depression. And I didn't realize that until I've come back to Canada that how depressed I was. And um, where I thought, you know, like, what's wrong with me? Like, I, I used to be able to, this used to be so easy. And now why isn't it easy, you know? And I, and it, it, again, it's a slow process where we start beating ourselves up, beating ourselves up and getting caught up in our, on our thinking. And when we can look at it. So what I did is I, you know, and I lived in a world where I, you know, the new age movement was happening in Canada, but I didn't have any part of it because I lived on Timbuktu you know, and, you know, no bookstores, basically, then those days, no internet, right? And so I started to experiment on my own, I would, you know, pick up one book or get some idea from someone and ju just experiment. So that's how I've come to this, where I am now, where, um, you know, clearing, clearing that thinking, you know, un recognizing your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So yes. when we have unrecognized thoughts, we don't know. We're just we're 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 in we're, we're in a habitual we're in habitual thinking. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. uh, well, a few things. Um, so imagine rather than so okay. So there's two words that have now come up for me as an alternative to the word try. Yes, mom. <laughs> Experiment <laughs> or attempt. That's another word to use. You already said attempt, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i can't help it and then there's, don't say uh, the word but don't say the word like you're not i'm not allowed to say the word but yeah like however unless it's a certain part of the body <laughs> yeah okay so and then it because the original question was like you know in relation right mm -hmm. and i shared my own personal experience about like losing losing you know faith in myself and then I think you're I you know what I hear in your response was that it was it was more about like checking our thoughts checking our I think because all, quite often even our thoughts are an illusion and um yes and that's that's definitely definitely true and I think the the main thing theme here is what I get from you is a part of being cash smart for life is you know, based on what I'm hearing in your own personal journey, 
um, and also things that you've also just witnessed, right? And I mean, this isn't a small scratching the surface, this just this conversation, right? Um, is, is being able to get in tune uh, with yourself, like that insight, the word insight that we keep talking about, so that you can have clarity in which step to move forward to cut out the noise. And so, um, you know, everyone here, like, you know, uh, definitely make sure to check out uh, Carolyn's program. We're going to have, you know, connections and links in ways, in, you know, to have and start a conversation with Carolyn. Because if you want the same sort of insight, empowerment um, around, you know, just being with yourself, right, and getting comfortable. Um, you know, you may actually have all the money in the world, but not have the same sense of peace that you are experience, you are experiencing here with Carolyn today. And so I really appreciate you for saying yes, for taking the time so that Imagine and I can have for the conversation with you. I know that, yeah, I just really, I mean, gratitude for our conversation today. Um, Imagine, is there anything that you would like to, to share? Yeah, kind of going just like, a little bit back to the beginning how you were talking about how you lost your ability mom like you felt like you didn't trust yourself enough and you couldn't leave my dad because you just felt like you weren't capable enough to pay for me and house and everything um I think that literally comes at so many ages and even everyone around my age too like I've seen a couple people definitely go through like being in relationships and staying in them even if they are slightly abusive because they actually just don't know how money works or mm -hmm. anything like that which is really scary because I really wish a lot of the people my age did have the confidence around money as I did because everyone's always saying they're broke or it's like this constant cycle so I'd like to see a change in that the into the negative thinking of I don't have enough money I'm always broke da 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 da, da which just creates just just spins the rat wheel you know you get on the side but there's also people and this is and I was just saying with Imagia that I went through a period my depression was that I didn't feel worthy of having lots of money I felt guilty mm -hmm. I felt guilty for all of that and then I maybe it came from having lived in Nigeria where I had nothing and lived in a village that had nothing, extreme poverty, to going to Kuwait where everybody was wealthy and feeling guilty being in that, like, how can I be here? How can I be doing this when there's all these people around me starving and da 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 And it wasn't about what was in the world. It had to do with my own self-worth. Yeah. Mm. That's really interesting in the sense that I was going to say when, as you start talking about that, it's like, does that have anything to do with like your peer group? Because sometimes I know sometimes hanging out with like our peers, there's certain type of friends that develop that, you know, have this, have their own financial idea or financial philosophy, like rich corporations and rich people are all, you know, screw them and well, when I know, screw them for having money. I don't think so. When I lived in Kuwait, everybody was just really happy there because they were making so much money. They were they were enjoying their money, and I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did I did to a certain extent, but not not the way I could have. So it I I don't I don't feel that that's what it was. I I don't know. I'm not sure. I I haven't I've I've let that go because I don't think I feel I need to go back and revisit it because it's yeah. kind of gone. Right. There was definitely lack within me because to me, it's lack within yourself. And it was lack within me. 
that I didn't feel deserving mm. for everything that I had. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to catch that a little bit because I was like, oh my God, that's so good. Mom, I definitely feel like um, everyone's different ideals, especially like around money and, and at my age too. I see everyone's different, like all my friends' different ideals of money, but that's all been passed down from like what their parents thought of money, like come together to like what their ideals are. Mm-hmm. Um, which is crazy because then there's like, I do feel bad for the people who were who were like, not feel bad, not feel bad, but I definitely see a change in the people who were born into like families who were broke and think money is terrible mm-hmm. compared to the my friends who were born into like rich families and think that money is awesome but also just like way easier to spend it mm-hmm. um yeah so there's always just different that's why the whole reason there's all these conversations got brought up mom is because I talked about how you uh grew up with parents that actually like did not know much about money or mm-hmm. anything like that um and you didn't know anything about it though you taught yourself about money, but not only about money, but what it does to people. And then like the systems that money even goes through and just like, I don't just, you learn so much. And then that's where I became really fortunate to just really appreciate the fact that I had a parent who just did all that because you had, you didn't know anything and now I do. And now I'm passing that on to my children. Don't worry, not anytime soon, mom, but. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be a grandma. Not anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just put that in there because you get <laughs> And then what happened was I started talking about, you know, it, it, that, but it's also this, this, like some people get trapped in the, like I said, in, in the, in the negative thinking um, that I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. I can't do this because I haven't got the money. I haven't got the money. So if you keep repeating that you're, you're creating, you're continuing in a cycle. And I just brought in the, my, my experience where I feel guilty. And I think that comes down from my childhood too, mm-hmm. because I grew up in a, in a, in a very, quite poor family. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a poor family and you know um i was always told to uh <clears throat> um uh, not not think of myself as no not or how did my dad put it to don't don't get don't uh, uh feel don't go beyond your britches kind of thing don't expand because this is who you are you know uh, for one um you know, my dad basically thought that I was only going to get married and have kids. Totally disappointed him. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, even when I wanted to go to university, because I'm out of seven kids, I'm the only one who went to university. I went to finished high school. Never mind, went to university. Mm. When I wanted to go to university and, and wanted needed a student loan and my dad to sign, he just said no because you're going to get married and make babies. And I just said, no way, just sign it. <laughs> you know, him and I had a big fight. Eventually he signed it. But I came from that concept where, you know, you don't spend too much. You got to watch what you spend. You got to be, you know, you got to be mindful. You, you know, you know, you can't have that. No, you can't have that. So you, yeah, that, that, that sense of lack. I grew up in a sense of lack, but my dad grew up during the depression. So that's his experience that he passed on to me my mom, my mom and my dad. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and it depends, what have they gone through, you know, and then they got that from their, their parents, because my grandparents came as refugees to Canada. So it's this whole chain. And this is what I was talking about before. We don't realize the extent of where our thoughts and our 
our behaviors come from. They go back generations and generations and generations and generations right there. Yeah. Genesis. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I got, I mean, we got our first tattoo. Cool. So this is, um, I'm pointing towards this as you're talking about that, because what you're talking about, uh, this is how the tattoo was born. Cause I was reading uh, out of this book called chase the lion by Mark Basterson. And there's this like right near, I don't know, the first 50 pages, there's a, a, a paragraph or a subtitled paragraph called Genesis moments. And you're talking about like, you never know how, you know, one experience, one conversation shapes into the generations, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's sort of like, a, you know, it, you just, and, and sometimes even in that moment, you don't even know it's a pivotal moment, a big, like a big, massive pivotal moment. Cause you, it's not like the, uh, you know, um, you know, emotions flying anywhere. It's not like going on a first date where you really like someone and there's butterflies in your stomach. Sometimes, you know, it's completely, uh, fly under the radar. There's moments that are so powerful that you don't even know they're powerful. Yeah. yeah. And they can change us just like yeah. that. They can change yeah. You know, and, and, and especially as a young person growing yeah. up in any house, depending on the words that were used and the, and the, you know, the, the feeling within the house. Um, like I, yeah, I, this feeling of lack and not being good enough has been with me for a long time. And I would say only in the last 20 years have I realized I am good enough. In fact, I'm damn good. <laughs> you know <laughs> right um you know and and yeah and and taking that ownership and uh, breaking down some of those those walls that again it's not there's nothing right or wrong with them and it's what I said right at the beginning of our talk is that you know we're born into a society and we start and or to a, one to a home and a and a and a society and even a, a culture, um, you know, like each of us come from different cultures and those, those cultural elements, all of that together make, you know, start to, to form who we become. Mm -hmm. And then it's only maybe later that we start, we can start peeling away some of it. Right. Or letting it, I, I, I don't like the word peeling away because it, it means that we have to get rid of something. All we have to do is see it. The moment you, moment you can see what's keeping you stuck, it will no longer keep you stuck. The mm -hmm. moment, it takes one moment to make a change. Yep, definitely. I 100% agree on that. Yeah. Like the moment I decided that my daughter and I are going to have an amazing life. That's the moment everything changed. And mine was the moment I realized that, yeah, even though I come, I live in a, I live in a village of about 300 people, you know, and, and I come from an extremely, and I come from a, a poorish family. I was, yeah, I was going to go and see the world. Yeah. There was no doubt. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's those, those are insights. Right. When we have that, when we have that knowing and even if that knowing kind of, if other stuff happens, because my knowing that I was going to go and live overseas, well, I stopped and I got, I, I called my marriage, my sidetrack, but it gave me enough stability 
and, and tools that when I was ready to take that step to go overseas, I could take that step. So, for, but I only realized that again with hindsight, we don't, a lot of it we realize with hindsight. Mm -hmm. So yes, it was a detour, but yes, it was beneficial for stabilizing who I was. Because mm -hmm. I was, yeah, in my teenage years and my early 20s, as a bit of a wild thing. No. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> I carried on a little bit longer than that, too. It's like, okay. <laughs> it resurfaced again in my late 20s and early 30s. <laughs> Exactly. Nice. <laughs> Coming back to wrapping it up, this is was the best conversation to have in the morning. Um, it was so good. <laughs> thank you, and I, I just want to say thank you to both of you for for having me on and and uh, um, sharing what you have and what what I have and how we can all uh, contribute to the well being of someone else. Um, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, physical, you know, or even spiritual, you know, we're all, we're all contributing to, to the wellness of not only ourselves, but to each other and to everyone else. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, I'm, my, my job basically now is to share what I share what I know, to share what I know. And it, that nothing gives me more joy right now. Um, if, if I can help someone to find inner peace and find some inner, um, inner contentment, it's contentment. You know, there was a time when this smile hid a really ugly person. And right now this smile is genuine. And as I say, the, you know, the twinkle in my eye is real. Um, and I would love to see that in everybody, everybody. Yes, us too, us too. Yes. Well, my dears, oh, it's 1111 11 right now. I think this is also a good time to maybe close on this and uh, continue on with the rest of our day. Um, and again, you know, so appreciative of you. Thank and it, you. Yeah, and it, it's been just a joy talking to you both. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.